Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Redmen TV. We are in the Baltic Triangle tonight for Boss Night uh, with Jamie Carrig as a special guest. We've got another special guest with us, the European Cup. Uh, my name's Ben Kelly. It's quite small, Join- though, isn't it? It's, it, it's very small it's and diddy. very dirty. It's not been cleaned. Uh, Need some silver polish on that. What, what I think I've come to the conclusion that it's not the real one. Yeah, same uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm Ben Kelly, joined by Chris Page. At Liverpool beat Bournemouth three goals to nil at home this afternoon. We're here to talk about it for 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, Chris, much better, much it better. Was, mate. I think when when to be honest with you, when the game kicked off, I thought first ten minutes Bournemouth did really well though. I thought they carved us open. There was one opportunity. Yeah, had a chance really early oh, on. Really yeah. early on, and I was starting to get a little bit worried mm. about it then because the atmosphere. I'm sure we'll come on to it later. Then was good to start with. I expected the team to come out a little bit faster, if I'm honest with you. But then we gained control of the game and, and we started to dominate that game. And we started to really, you know, eke out chances mm-hmm. one after the other, but. I think on the whole the performance was brilliant tonight. no yeah it, it really was like you say we were all singing poor scouser Tommy and then Brian Ryan Fraser went through and, and Alison made a good save but from there once we felt our way into the game I think our overall just better quality of players began to shine through and I, I think that's a thing I, I've, ri- I've written down here you know we've touched on it already that the the atmosphere today was really really good there's been comments you know from Van Dyke and Klopp about unity and, and how they need the fans on side. The atmosphere wasn't great against Leicester, and you know I think Van Dyke basically came out and said that it had an effect on the performance. The, the club did their part because they played Dua Lipa and they played LA 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 before before the players came out, which I thought Get was in really George, clever. Lads. Yeah, I really thought that was a really smart move. And then you'll never walk alone was really loud. And then it, we just didn't stop singing. You know it. It's really good to be in the cop on days like that. Yeah, it is, and it's a privilege, and we should remember that. And I think it's a privilege not only to be in the cop on days like this, or to be in the ground on days like this. It's a privilege to watch this side play football. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get a lot of fans get hung up in how much it costs to go to the footy yeah. and all that type of stuff. Ultimately, what we pay for is the chance to support our team. Yeah. You don't pay to see Liverpool win. You no, never have done. No, you no, paid no. for the chance no. to support your team, and we got to do that today in buckets and spades. I think when you look at it, the crowd didn't stop. As far as three o'clock kickoffs against anyone that's not Manchester United, Everton, Chelsea, that's up there with the best three o'clock kickoffs I can remember. Yes. Going back to the end of the season in 13, 14, when we were doing the coach welcomings and stuff like that. I think Spying Cop 1906 did brilliantly. They had more flags on the cop before the game. That LA, as you mentioned, was superb. 
that got everyone in the right spirit. Then the music needed to be cut off 10 minutes before yeah. so that we could sing our own songs. We then go through uh, You'll Never Walk Alone. And then everybody realised that we can't show nerves. Even if we're feeling it, we can't show nerves tonight. And I think everyone in the fan base kind of did that tonight and yeah. we spared the team on. And that's exactly what you want when you go into Anfield. Exactly. It was, it was, it felt, I felt a lot more relaxed, uh, you know, sort of after 10, 15 minutes when it felt like going. But bizarrely, hello, um, bizarrely, it felt like a very mature showing from the fans as well as the players. It was a very mature performance from the players, and we'll, we'll get into some individual performances now. But it felt like all the fans sort of stepped up today and, and were, you know, were part of it. They're like, no, we, you know, we need to, we need to grow up a bit almost. You know, we need to stop being as nervous because at the end of the day, that's effect, having an effect on the players. And I thought, I just thought everybody in the ground was brilliant. That's today. it. I think you know the players coming out and saying, and the manager and people just sort of insinuating it that it's going to have a, it could have a negative impact is enough for us. We are here to support them and to, to spare them onto a league title at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. You know, they're the lads who obviously go and do it, they're the lads who everything's on, but we've got a part to play in this. And I think if anybody has, has been to a big European game at Anfield and they felt part of the 12th man, they felt part and had an effect you know, on the football match where you think back to the Chelsea games in 2005 where they, we essentially sucked the ball over it. If you can do it in a positive way, yeah. you can do it in a negative way. And I think everybody realises that. But ultimately, it comes down to the players on the pitch, first and foremost. They've got to put a performance in. And today, the performance, second half, scintillating. Yeah. The switch to 4-3-3 over 4-2-3-1, brilliant. Yeah. An absolute masterstroke by Jürgen to keep yeah. playing that. Well, it's funny, because I've got that lot later on. But since you mentioned it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it now. Do you think, I mean, second half, I thought, particularly the front three, were so much more in tune than they were in the first. Do you think that that performance, I mean, look, look, it's one second half performance, but do you think that that leaves Jurgen Klopp with a bit of decision to make over what formation he continues with now for the rest of the season? Probably, yeah. I think I think a lot of the 4-3-3 stuff at the moment has probably come out the fact that, you know, we haven't quite had the midfield maybe to do the 4-2-3-1. You could say that we could do that today, but with Shaqiri's thigh strain or whatever that was, that kind of takes him out. You want Naby Keita on the left-hand side? Possibly not. I think he's a better centre midfielder. So I think Jürgen will have questions to ask. I actually, I, I, I'll pose this to you. I actually think 4-2-3-1 would be good to get a goal in. And then when we get a goal yeah. up... Go to 4-3-3 because the reason I thought that we played so well second half is because Bournemouth had to come out and play mm. and much like yeah. last season if we get a goal against yeah we're going to get 2-3-4 maybe and I felt like when, when a team comes at us and we're playing that 4-3 yeah. think of every time Bournemouth had a corner today it ended up with a shot for us I know yeah there was two or three incidents in the second half yet today felt a lot more like the Liverpool of last season when we had a bit more freedom to do it in so like I say it took time for us to get into the game and you know we get the goal in the end apparently it was offside I've not seen it back I, I saw care. it I watched it at half time yeah. like, so on the Sofa Score app they always put a little media tab right, okay. and you can watch all the goals through the media tab which is how I always watch the goals back at half time and stuff um, and it looked like it was a fraction of it maybe his head but that's the part of the body that he scores score with, with yeah. but it's a great ball in by James Milner yeah. and you know he gets himself in front of his man and finishes with a palm it's a great header no. and the ball's in the back of the net and they've got no chance Boric doesn't have a chance there but it was Aldum's goal wasn't it I mean what was your yeah. reaction like well, then uh, well uh, I I for some reason, I didn't expect it to count. For some reason, I was yeah. like, I was like, some that's definitely not gonna start. Like as in, like for some dodgy reason, it just felt too good to be true. Obviously, Robertson plays the ball, doesn't he? And 
it's one of them where if somebody like if somebody like Pogba or even Salah scores that goal, you're talking about it as one of the greatest goals of the season. Look, I, I said to you before the game, we were chatting to that steward outside the ground about how much we've missed Genie, and we'll talk about the we'll talk about the midfield now. They, he was so good again today. He, he he does so much on and off the ball, um, and one I was saying on me um, on the Twitter reactions, which should be up on the channel now. You for me. Genie being able to do that dirty work allows Fabino a bit more room to be a bit more creative. Um, I thought at times today Fabino was a bit like um, a quarterback in yeah. terms of picking up the ball and just spraying passes out to the wing. When he's got somebody like Genie who does a lot of the the short intricate stuff alongside him, and that frees him up, gives him a bit more space. You unlock quite a lot of what Fabino can do, and that's that's why at the moment for me those two complement each other. They're pretty much opposite players at the best of times, but they complement each other so well because of the different styles, and, and that, for me, is probably our best two in it's our midfield really at the moment. It's a really interesting point, Ben. I think I agree with that. It's not something I've really considered in that way until you said it there, but... You know, I think he, I think, I think he's spot on with that. To be honest, I think that's a great assessment. I think there was a few times where Fabinho was playing that ball over the top to James Milner, maybe two, three, four times during the game where that's on because James Milner's always going to try and get there, and James Milner, you know, beating their left back as it were, and then trying to whip a ball in. That's what you want to see, and that's because of Wijnaldum's position, because of Keita being ahead of him, taking players away from him, making sure. But it's the way in which Fabinho plays that ball. He doesn't play it slow. He doesn't play it high. He'll drive that ball in a lot of the time. It'll get there in as quick a time as possible, which makes it harder for the defender to get back and cover, doesn't it? Yeah. That midfield was brilliant today. But Kaiser was a little bit up and down, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, he was better, I thought. Absolutely. He plays a key role in the third goal. That's a great pass for me, you know, then obviously lays it off for Salah. Um, but again, you know... Comes from a throw in that, doesn't he? I can't hey, remember. Everybody can't saying, remember. <laughs> everybody, everybody going, no, oh, they take too long, mate. We interviewed Thomas Gonamark last yeah. week. It's on the website there. It's a 50 minute subscriber special. It's five pounds a month if you want to go and check that interview out. www.theredmentv.com. And he talks about three types of throwing, Ben. He talks about the long throwing, the fast throwing, and the clever throwing. Mm. Notice the Ackerman, yeah. LFC. Right. This was written well before he came to Liverpool. Wow. Uh, he's a Liverpool fan and stuff. So, you know, it's nice to see Liverpool get a throwing that's a direct result of a throwing. You know, it becomes a little bit early, but that's what you got to do. You got to keep possession. You got to put your put yourself on the front foot. You got to score. Bobby Firmino was, uh, you know, integral in that goal, though, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, oh. it looked for all the world like he was going to take a man on and have a shot. But he's so he's so far ahead of most people on the pitch. He sees Salah's run. Little bit of a back heel around the corner. Mo Salah bottom corner. Yeah. Keeper has no chance. It's three 0 and it's game over it's at that got, point. Yeah. And it's and one it, minute into the second yeah, half. Exactly. It's you know that's that's like forty eight minutes just before that. I think Bournemouth had a free kick. That, and and you know what else? Again, going back to the crowd. Obviously, the, the atmosphere was great all the way through the first half, and then obviously it comes back out for the second half, and it's just a little bit flatter, in, like it, like you know, straight away. And then after the goal, you, you notice the, the atmosphere go back up. That's what the, that's what the crowd need a little bit to just keep that momentum going. And obviously, you know, we, we discussed in the post-match stuff that Bobby Firmino song going on for about ten minutes, just over and over and over again. And I think that there was a stoppage in play where Bournemouth player went down injured, and, I, and I'd love to get a close-up on Firmino at the time. I swear he was he, smiling. He turned I swear around. He, was smiling, he yeah. turned around and was facing the yeah. cop. I was watching him yeah. the whole time. I was recording a lot of it as well, so I had my camera focused on him. Um, and he was, I'm sure he was just like... Just didn't, yeah. Oh, it just must be. Great, it like. must be. You, you must be on top of the world when you're hearing it. Um, anyway, well, cater, uh, cater for me. I think again, we discussed it so many times. The the building the confidence. I'm sure 
the language barrier is still probably a little bit of a problem, you know, taking that time. And just knowing his role on the side, for me, this is another advantage as to why 4-3-3 would be better going forward. Because I, th I do think that Keita needs consistency at this point. If we stuck with a 4-3-3 and played him as an 8 in that system, then he would just have a much better understanding of what he needs to be doing. There's a lot of banging going on here. Um, and, and that's why, I, you know, in the second half today, I thought he was better. That's why he's got the opportunity to play that ball that contributes to the third goal. I think it's just going to take time. But today, for me, was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, and, and for me, like, listen, Fabinho's up there for man of the match. Sadio Mane, mate. He's the guy that's making the difference at the moment. Everybody's talking about Salah, everybody's talking about Firmino. Mane's the one that's stepping up and scoring the important goals for us at the moment. He gets that opening goal again. You know, he scored, I don't know, is it about seven or eight goals over the last couple yeah. of months now? And yeah. every time he picks the ball up, he looks dangerous, he looks different class, and he looks like he's ready for it. And, you know, you need all three of them firing. That front three doesn't, yeah. it's stupid, but that doesn't three does, front three doesn't work as a two. It needs no, all three no. of them. It's, it's like, I don't want to jinx it, but... It feels like he's made progression, Mane, in his finishing. I remember the Napoli game in December where, I mean, well, obviously we won 1-0 and that was enough on the night, but he had two or three chances, golden chances that he missed. It feels like, oh, since the turn of the year, you know, the Palace, the, the fourth Palace goal or his his second goal in the Palace game right at the end to sort of kill that off where he's in and he just buries it. That feels, it feels like he's doing that more often. I feel like, you know, an earlier version of Sadio Mane would have missed that. An earlier version of Sadio Mane might have missed the opportunity today. Just hopefully he can continue in that same vein because I think he's potentially the most dangerous out of the three if he's on it. And he's, but the problem is his consistency and hopefully he becomes a bit more consistent at, at finishing those types of chances. Um, I thought both fullbacks were excellent. Yep. Um, you know Robertson. We know all about Robertson. We could talk about him all day. But I actually, thought Milner today had a much better game than he did against Palace. Now, defensively, he wasn't challenged as much as he was against Wilfred Zaha. Obviously, he gets sent off in that game. Um, you know, even Felipe Anderson on Monday night. You know, that that's a tough opponent. So he had a bit more freedom today to do the to do what he what he is better at, which is the going forward bit. You know, um, but. I thought pretty much everything in that first half went down the right-hand side. I thought him and Mo combined a lot. You know, pretty much the majority of the possession that we had in the first half was was them combined. And obviously, he puts in the ball for the goal as well. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that when Milner first came in against Palace and Mane was moved over to that right-hand side, wasn't he? Uh, and I think, I can't remember if it was Keita on the left-hand side or whatever. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. And I, I thought at the time, and I posited that it was actually Shaqiri being sort of le left out of the limelight a little bit and left on the bench for a reason and that, and that reason for me was that he didn't do the track and back and actually what you have when you put Mo Salah ahead of him he's not going to do the track and back in the same way although Mo does do that at yeah. times but he will ask question marks of their fullback and their fullback won't join the attack as much yeah. and their winger needs to cover to help Mo, uh, guard Mo Salah so I actually think playing Mo ahead of him rather than being defensive and playing someone who tracks back a little bit more mm. than Mane Go on the offensive, make sure that they're worrying about what you're doing on yeah. that side. And that will free James Milner up a little bit more. Now, the quality of player isn't quite as good as Zahar and Felipe Anderson, as you mentioned. But I certainly believe that that has an effect as well. That just makes both of them on their left-hand side for them think, Mo Salah there, we, we can't be caught getting forwards because he's going to hit us in behind. Yeah, obviously, fingers crossed, it's not too much of an issue anyway now. Trent came on, did okay. Good. Nearly scored, actually. You know, Probably had a chance. But the ovation he got was fantastic again, contributing to the crowd. I put that on the Instagram stories if you want to go and have a look at that over there. You know, It was just a standing ovation. Obviously, we've all missed him. We've, we've noticed how much of a gap that he's left him. And, him and Gomez, you know, and hopefully now there'll be a lot more 
just a more consistent solidity um, towards the back. So, obviously, we've done our job now this weekend. Chelsea have got to go and do us a favour tomorrow. Yes, they do. If anything, if anything, this is just another reminder that there's so long to go. Yeah. Everything's on the up again now. You know, we're here tonight. It's going to be a really good atmosphere tonight because obviously we've won. It's just, it's going to be up and down like this all the time. It helps when we play first and we win. But, you know, that, that's, that's exactly the point. You know, it's almost like the picture is completely different suddenly to, to, to Monday. what happens when you score goals and you don't yeah. concede any. And I think that, that changes everything. I think there was a nervousness there because of the last two draws. Ultimately, we've got to remember that we're lucky. We're lucky fans to get to see this football. We're lucky because this football team's absolutely superb. Uh, and we just need to go out there and support them each and every time. Now, there's still going to be a twist in, in the tail of this, uh, of this title race. There always will be. It, there's so many games still to go. I think we're going to drop points. I think Manchester City are going to drop points. Yeah. Let's hope that they drop more points than us yeah, exactly um, so yeah cheers for joining me Chris um, yeah thanks for watching everybody subscribe to the channel like the video um, do everything that you would normally do leave us your comments on the thoughts below um, on, on your thoughts on the game below we use some comments in the in the final word on the subscribers website um, which we'll be filming on Monday and yeah um, if you're down at boss night we might see you around um, and yeah we'll see you next time goodbye small details are big surfaces Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.